Welcome to the Los Angeles Review of Books podcast. My name is Steve Green. We're here with Teddy Wayne, author of The Love Song of Johnny Valentine. Uh, Teddy, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about this novel that you've written. Sure thing. My name is Teddy Wayne, as it's obvious. Uh, I am from New York. I'm in L.A. right now at Skylight Books. I've had to read from my second book called The Love Song of Johnny Valentine. Phones are ringing near us. Uh, it is about an 11-year-old pop star who's on tour across America with his manager mother, Jane, also called a momager, as I've been told many times by people lately. And he's trying to reconnect with his long-lost father, who is possibly attempting to recommunicate with him while he's on tour. And, and as some people may make the connection, that there are parallels between this and, and a certain real-life pop star. Uh, how, how did you take that idea and, and decide this is something that I want to sort of recontextualize in fiction for? Clearly it's inspired by, um, obviously, uh, John Cage, the avant-garde composer. No one's catching on to that, though. I don't know why they're overlooking that. There, there, there's a section where there's there's four and a third pages yeah. of, of just blank it's text. It's, it's right there. It's a lot of just the whole book actually has nothing in it. Um, there's another guy who some people seem to see some parallels with, whom I won't name for, for legal reasons. Uh, it could be a girl, too. Maybe it's not a guy. But inspired by the general phenomenon of pop stardom, obviously there's certain people who embody a, a certain type of uh, social media savvy digital age, postmodern, as much a musician, even more so a brand or product, and who are actually completely okay with that and are preternaturally equipped to handle both the rigors of fame but also don't mind uh, commodifying themselves. So I wanted to write about someone like this instead of the typical music uh, hero in a novel, which is almost invariably a rock star or singer-songwriter for obvious reasons that Writers want to write about rock because most writers like rock, who write literary fiction, that is. And it's it's a genre that's equivalent or correspondent to fiction. Um, so you write about so-called good quality music. I like this kind of music too. But I, I thought actually pop, top 40 mainstream pop music is more representative of a lot of interesting things about how the American economy works. Was this, was this a world that you felt you had to research, or, or was this something that you had a lot of knowledge going in, or, or how, how was that process like? Like anyone who sort of has an ear to the culture, you have to, and you inevitably end up hearing a lot of this stuff as, as it is. Um, I'm not someone who seeks out this sort of music or, you know, tabloid magazines, but you can't help but avoid it. So by being an alert American, I, I was around enough, by being an avid music fan, around enough. I'm not someone who knows half the names of people on the top 40 chart, but I actually think if you if I did, it would be it would be a, a worse novel. I think it's good to have some distance, not so much that I'm like an octogenarian who has no idea who this Justin Bieber is or this Miley Cyrus, but but enough to know who they are yet not to be. Um, I can't imagine many novelists would be infatuated with them, but able to have enough distance to see them as people other than celebrities. central figure in, in this novel is a little bit younger than a lot of the teenage pop stars that we see today. It, was that something that you, you saw as maybe a inevitable trend of where this is going, or was that something that you took to an extreme to sort of satirize how we're... Probably both. I mean, I think there are some... I mean, I, I remember when I was uh, 12 or so, I don't know you guys remember the, the French uh, musician, singer uh, Jordi. He was a four-year-old baby 
whose song was Dur Dur et Tetre Bebe in French. It's hard to be the baby. And there's a rap song, too, on top of that. So it's not like there haven't been uh, preteens. Um, but yes, mostly they, they come out when they're about 13 or 14, if not a little bit older. So they, uh, there's some realism to it, but also to push it to the extremes of childhood and have a real child. Most child narrators in books, I notice, are 12, is, is the real age that so many are set at because it's the last age before teenagedom. And I want to have a kid who really is a child in, in age and in body. He's still in the last throes of adolescence, but you can't mistake him for a young adult. And the news cycles change so fast, um, especially when, when it comes to celebrities. Were, were, were you afraid at any point that if you finished this project, then something would happen with you know in, in sort of the celebrity world that would then change how this book might be accepted or reflected? There's two, I think, answers to that. One is that many things have happened in John Cage's life since it, since it was written that parallel this. Uh, John Cage was... Uh, had a stalker, or had those two men from New Mexico whose plot to kidnap, capture, and murder him was foiled. There's a similar moment in this book. A couple other things. Uh, he was smoking, caught allegedly smoking pot in a photo, something similar to Johnny. There's like a vomiting uh, YouTube clip of him, similar thing. So there's some real life parallels. The, the bigger question is this sort of obsolescence of this, that it's so much about 2013 and being a celebrity now. 20 years we're not going to be using Twitter, or at least not the way we're using it now, or all these other things that are in the book. So what, was I okay writing a book that is very much a time capsule of 2013? I guess my, my answer to that is yes, because I wrote it for one, so I should be okay with it, but also um, I don't mind writing something that is very much about this moment, a slice of time, and then ideally, in, in an ideal world, there's something about it that, that lingers and lasts beyond that. But I don't think it's so bad to write something that's topical because it means you're writing about the world around you. And I, I do think if you're going to write about contemporary times, write about, at least for me, write about contemporary culture. And that includes writing about Twitter or what someone's wearing. And it'll look outdated at some point, but as long as there's other material there, it's not such a bad thing. For the social media aspect of it, you are, uh, to my knowledge, not a teenage pop star. But but how how did you take your own personal experiences with social media and sort of put it into the context of this character? Well, you know, I, I had a book come out in 2010, and not not like the whole world was talking about it at all. But you end up if you're stupid about it, you end up occasionally seeing on Amazon or on Twitter someone saying something nasty about you or your work. And I'm a human being who's sensitive. Uh, like anyone else and that sort of thing is actually hurtful maybe it's not cool to admit it but it, it, I don't know any writers out there who who are okay with that really and that kind of vulnerability I think was put into this Johnny who on a much much bigger stage with people being much snarkier about him how would an 11 year old handle this and it's you know it's true people do I mean Bieber is sort of so big now it doesn't really matter I, I doubt he's checking these things but when he's beginning, I'm sure there were times when he would look and see what people were saying about him when he was 14 years old, and I don't know how a 14-year-old could handle it.
in terms of promoting the book, now that you looked at how one person promotes himself, yeah. has that sort of shadowed how you go about trying to present this project to the world? One thing that I did is Johnny's Twitter account, which is named in the book, is at the real Johnny. I created that account and occasionally tweet from it. And he's much more popular than I am. Like people like interacting with the real Johnny more than with the real Teddy. So it's almost easier to, to promote things from his voice and then I might like retweet it by my from my own thing. But um what you always need is you need actually a publisher or other people to do this for you. Like if you, you can do it on your own only to an extent, but it it annoys people and it can backfire if you do too much of it and it doesn't really do that much anyway because it's just your friends who already know about you. So what do you ultimately need is people with, with clout, which is what the book is about, that the talent gets chewed, uh, chewed up and used, but the people who produce, the producers, make money. Likewise, the talent can only do so much for themselves. It's, it's the producers, someone else behind the scenes who's calling the shots. Not to call myself the talent, like a diva, but in this, in this context. Well, thank you, Teddy, for joining us. We really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck with the project. Thank you so much. Thank you.